Welcome back to Cow Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am the Deputy Stu Kaufman. And I am a giant mechanical spider, Amy McLeod. And I am the giant mechanical fly swatter for this movie, <laughs> Melissa Huggins. And tonight, if you could have guessed it, we watched from 1999, Wild Wild West, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, and starring Will Smith, Kevin Klein, and Kenneth Branagh. The movie that dared ask, is it possible for a movie to not be dumb enough? Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think this movie asked anything, and that was part of the problem. I think this movie didn't... It was... It was walking a fine line, and it should have just gone right into camp. It should have just gone camp. Whole camp. It. I think it tried. I really do think it tried, but it didn't have the... I guess the... Because I feel like it was very self-aware of how dumb it was, but... I, Not there enough. was no charm. Like nah. it was, because this came out after Men in Black, right? Correct. It was made by the same director. They wanted to do Men in Black, um, but it's a western. But it's a western, yeah. a steampunk western. But like, I don't know if they just couldn't get the same writer, or what. But it was, or they were just bad. riding high off of Men in Black and thought we can do no wrong. And I actually have some fun facts about this movie. Tell us. Ooh. It's actually based on a TV show from the 60s. It is. I'm it sorry, is. what? Which yeah. I had, I, that's a new fact I learned today. Mm-hmm. This is this is often established property. How? Okay. It makes me want to watch the show because I'm like... Based, and the show is kind of pitched as James Bond in the Old West. Which I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I could, I could, I could dig it. Um, fun fact, Will Smith passed down the leading role in The Matrix to make this movie. <laughs> so, sorry, Will. You made, you made a bad decision. Yes. He says they, it's they, the greatest mistake of his career. I mean, they even, what I loved about it is like they even tease a sequel at the end and like, yep, 23 years on. Nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, should I try and, and, and give you the plot? By all means, tell us what happened in this here picture show. Actually, it's it's super easy. The plot here is it's a 100% accurate portrayal of the historical... Um, it's, it's a, it's a hist- history film. This is a historical drama of how the Secret Service was was created. Mm-hmm. Ken Burns' 100%. Wild Wild West. That's, yeah. Yeah, this was, yeah it was, Ken Burns was on to help with, with all that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> giant spiders and all. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of spider motifs. I don't know if that is from the show, like if that was like a thing or what. This is why I think they should have, you know, we were talking a little bit about the movie before we started recording it. And I made I made the thought that this movie wasn't dumb enough. This movie should have leaned into the camp, and I think that was part of it. Is like they're trying to make a campy James Bond villain, and most of them have motifs. You know, like Goldfinger's got the gold, and you know, like Blofeld's got cats and whatever the hell, and shit like that. And um, 
instead it just all left us confused because it wasn't campy enough to give it give that to us. Yeah, and I guess to be serious, the actual plot summary that I will give is we have <laughs> James West, who I was like nice nice name, but that is the name from the show, so I'm going to give him that. Say, it's, it's name from the show. James West, which is Will Smith, who is the Mr. Shooty Shooty Shoot Man. And then we've got Artemis Gordon, played by Kevin Klein, who is the, like, making mechanical stuff and disguising himself guy. And they have been teamed up in a sort of buddy cop-esque film to track down a uh, rogue confederate fella named Dr. Arliss Loveless, who is uh, an amputee uh, who really likes spiders, um, who is inventing terrible weapons with which to destroy America. Mostly with way too many legs. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, that's too many legs. I mean, I, I say this when I see spiders and bugs all the time. It's too many legs. And it's like, I understand, sir, like, why you thought this was a good idea. There's rough terrain out west. You know, it's an all-terrain vehicle. All it those is. legs. It is. Yeah, all the all-terrain the all-terrain vehicle mm -hmm. of the yeah. the spider. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So I understand like why the too many legs, but honestly, uh, the execution was also incredibly precarious. It just seemed well, unstable. Right, and I was thinking like you know like he's couching this thing as a terrible weapon of war, but you have a regiment of our heavy artillery, you know. You know. Cut one or two of the little like doohickey stringy things. What are those things called? Oh like yeah, the, the pulleys. Yeah. yeah, that thing's coming down. Like that oh, thing comes down. Like, oh, it's, yeah. I can see it. It's it's about. I can see. It's like a month away, but I can see it coming. Let's dig a giant hole. Right. You know. Right. When well, and, and it's like um, freaking Artemis took it out with the world's tiniest bullet. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that, I mean, obviously, I feel like no matter the size of the bullet, it's probably going to hurt to get yeah, that, shot. But I was like, this bullet is like a BB. Like, that is right. not going to kill anybody. Ultimately, that spider is not going to be a weapon of war. It's going to be a charming exhibit at the Chicago World's Fair. Yep. I was just going to say, like, everyone would be, oh, so impressed, they'd be buying little models of it, and eating exactly. their cotton candy. And so so my, my tangent has interrupted your uh, your uh, uh, plot discussion. Oh, yes, my apologies, yes. My apologies. No, no worries. Not at all. But yes, yeah, so basically, this Dr. Loveless is super upset about the outcome of the Civil War, um, which, you know, what are you going to do? You lost, buddy. You got to just pack it in. Mm -hmm. Pack it in. <laughs> take it take it on the chin. Like, yep. Just But no, he can't he can't give it up. So he is creating some tanks and some giant mechanical spiders and he's trying to get Mexico, uh, France, Spain, England, and it seemed like some Native American tribes because he made mm. some comment, but I didn't see them on the map. That's um, because he they only got Manhattan. They got oh, Wall Street. Oh, that's right. They got Manhattan. So he was going to split it up and give like give America back, quote unquote, to various people. Um, it's kind of like, well, pick an arbitrary point in history. Land's going to belong to different people. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you give it back to anybody, really? Um, so I guess they're on board. 
or you know these countries are on board because hey they're like hey this crazy man with his crazy weapons going to give us some free land in america sounds pretty good um so they want to take the president hostage and get him to sign an unconditional surrender from ulysses ulysses s unconditional <laughs> un- unconditional surrender, surrender grant. grant yes which you know is a nice irony there you know um, what uh you know what his friends called him what sam sam yeah instead of ulysses it was s for sam wasn't yeah i think there's just too many s's in there people were just like i was gonna say also doesn't the s not stand for anything didn't he just like put that in there so that his initials would be u.s oh no you're thinking of truman uh grant actually grant was born hiram ulysses grant but when he put his stencil on his luggage on his way to west point it said hug and he could not stand that. <laughs> oh, but that's so you cute. Know, you know, as someone who has been called Hugs and Huggies her entire life, <laughs> it is an excellent name. I was going to say, I love that. I'm so jealous. Like, I would love that. So he changed it to uh, Ulysses Hiram. But then, you know, when he was, you know, signing his induction papers at West Point, uh, they, they, they fucked it up some more and they changed his middle name to Simpson. And he was just like, okay. He's like, fuck it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. (laughs) That's someone in the office going like, this poor kid. I'm just (laughs) Simpson. Like, that's what that is. That is entirely what that is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically our our two heroes, you know, oil and water, these two. Got Mr. Shooty Shoot Guy and Mr. I want to make a little contraption and dress up like a lady to get things done. Um, which I'm sure we'll get into, have to uh, kind of get over their differences and then eventually start adapting to each other's techniques to then win the day and take a giant spider back to D.C. Because I guess they couldn't find horses or another train. (sighs) Somebody's got to walk that thing over the biggest can of raid you ever saw. They got to just blow it up man how i know much gas is well it's steam powered how much wood is that thing burning yeah right? how much coal is that thing really carrying yeah it's just slowly eating itself is yeah. what's right. happening it's... <laughs> throw another leg on mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually they're just it's just it's gonna stall out and the army is just gonna roll out some some cannon and just use it for target <laughs> practice it's gonna turn into like howl's moving castle where I thought, I when thought it of starts that to like slowly, if anybody gets this reference, when it starts <laughs> to slowly fall apart, it's left with like just two little legs that are just running and a plank a of platform, wood. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Before we get on, I wanted to share. This is from the IMDb IMDb uh, trivia for Wild Wild West. So file this away for a trivia night because I'm sure this will come up. This classic mm. film. Um, <laughs> so Sir Kenneth Branagh self-deprecatingly joked that his accent in this movie might be the worst American accent performed by a British actor. Yes. Why y'all look like you seen a ghost. Yes. I mean, not that I think Kenneth Branagh could do any better because he's terrible, but... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I say, though, I liked it for how over-the-top it was. Like, oh, yeah. It was Colonel Sanders. No, it, it, it wasn't even Colonel Sanders. It wasn't even, like, there was maybe some... It was just bad. 
terrible. Here's, I would like to disagree, and I'll tell you exactly why. It, 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 not for the reason you think. Yes, it was a terrible accent. It was Colonel Sanders over-the-top dumb. But I would also say that Kenneth Branagh is the only one who realized what kind of movie he was in. He was bringing the camp. Well, because he, he was only ridiculous. Ever, he only ever plays one. That's all he can do. Yeah. Like he is a one-note actor. <laughs> and I wish he actually he should have brought some of that energy to when he was directing Thor. He is the reason Thor is a terrible movie. Ah. Uh, Which Thor? The first first one. one? Yeah, he needs to learn to just 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 let the ham flow. Just like you know, like get yeah. get that out there. He, like once they figured out that Thor is supposed to be funny, <laughs> it was amazing. He okay. If you can't tell, I cannot stand Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's your favorite guy. I cannot stand him. Um, <laughs> here's why I cannot stand him. One, he made Love's Labor's Lost into a musical, and it's bad. Two, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to do funny. This one, he, like, is like, oh, I'm going to act crazy. But it has, like, no point to it. Um, also, in Much Ado About Nothing, great. He can do Benedict. But he just let um, Beetlejuice guy, who played Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton, just yeah. Beetlejuice his way through that whole part. Um, <laughs> no direction. He just was like, oh, Beetlejuice, that was good. Do that. Just you know, do that. Just do that. He ruined Thor. The man thinks he can play Poirot. I'm sorry, David Suchet. Just hands down. You know, how dare Kenneth Branagh, like, step back three steps. And most <laughs> egregiously, well, also to add on to that, why is his Hamlet bleach blonde? Also, why are you saying you're doing, I think he's trying to do the folio version, but then he adds in the long speech from Q2. Like, no, no, just put it, take your blonde hair, go back to England, go away, okay? I can't remember what it is. He does something, someone will correct me. Anyway, but the most egregious thing. Lay this, on us. This man was married to Emma Thompson. And he cheated on her. He oh, okay. blew it in spectacular okay. fashion. Throw the man in the so garbage. So he can just go away. He ruins, he ruins everything he touches, although, frankly, and this is saying something, <laughs> I, don't yeah, I don't think, think he could have made this worse. <laughs> right, yeah, no. I, I don't think this one's on him. Like, No. <laughs> Personally, I think... I, I cannot blame him for this movie, but that is... Frankly, he might be the best part. <laughs> yes. I think... <laughs> as bull. terrible as he is... <laughs> I cannot stand him. Um, that is my ranch. That is. Okay. I need to get no, that I, out. Okay. No, that's I good. Was, this is good. Now I'm gonna like. Kenneth, I'm gonna meet him at a cocktail party someday, and he's gonna have heard this podcast, and he's gonna be like, "You." <laughs> okay, so Sir Kenneth Branagh, if you're listening, just be cool, man. <laughs> yeah. You're on. You're on notice, Ken. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. Okay, I think you guys are going to like this one. So this movie went, um, this movie underwent costly reshoots in an attempt to inject some humor after it was found that test audiences weren't sure if it was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> Holy smokes. I think I know whose who's fault that is. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is the villain here. 
He didn't know what kind of movie he was in. He needed to amp up the camp, and he couldn't. You know who would have been? You know who'd have been great? Bruce Campbell, <gasps> a man who knows how to do camp. Hail to the king, baby. Oh, well, Bruce you Campbell hear? is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I can tell you give who us the, was Give us be. the chin. <laughs> Let's see. Wasn't he in Xena? Was Bruce Campbell the one in Xena? Um, I don't know. I didn't. I never Thieves. watched. Oh, maybe I don't know. So George Clooney was going to play Artemis Gordon. Okay, but he but he turned it down, which I could see that. I think Clooney could have done it. Then three other three other actors were also considered, and just I just want you to just imagine. As I name these names, just imagine each of those names. Oh, God. Tim Curry. Oh. Okay. Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Maybe. I kind of want that one. I want to see <laughs> yeah. that one. Matthew McConaughey. It would have been like... Um, it it would have been... Oh, God. What's the one... Oh, shoot. Just went right out of my head. Um... Not Sahara, because he's the lead in that one. Oh, um, 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 oh God. Uh, Luke Wilson's brother. Owen Wilson. Yeah, okay. And Shanghai Noon. It would have been like a Shanghai Noon. Wow. Yes, okay. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, um, I really liked Kevin Klein in Silverado in this one. I didn't. I didn't hate his character. I just felt like him and Will Smith had like zero chemistry. Oh yeah. Yeah. None. I could believe. Like, I did not care about them. I could believe that they did not get along. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like the, the whole point of this, it, it's a buddy cop film. So it's basically a romantic comedy, but instead of the leads falling in love, they become friends and they it's like they delivered the lines that they're friends, but I didn't believe a second of it. Well, it was like, no. what? Like, what was the turn? Because, like, the whole conflict of their friendship is that, like, Kevin's Cl- Kevin Klein's character is very all about, um, uh, like, I don't want to shoot. I want to, you know, try to resolve things. Like, you know, I want to think this through. I want to, like, mm-hmm. you know, come up with a plan and... And I, I think it's vulgar to shoot things. Guns. I find them so primitive. Whereas, like, Will Smith's character is very much, like, dive in, head first, shooting, guns a-blazing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need a plan. My plan is kick people in the head, ask questions later. <laughs> and yes. for some reason, at the very, very end, Will Smith's character is like, you know what? We need a plan. And that plan is to build a plane in the next yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. Can right. you do that? When it took yes. the Wright brothers several seasons. <laughs> and and here's the thing, because I noticed this, and it was just in the, like, it was happening a lot near the end of the movie, um, where Will Smith, you know, kept making comments that uh, Kevin Klein's uh, inventions and machines, like, never worked. And, like, there was something like, oh, I'm glad it worked this, when it's going to work, I'm glad it worked this time, when I'm like... Have we seen his inventions not working? I was like, the right. only... I mean, in the very beginning, he had like his hypnosis belt that stopped working for a second. Um, and then the only other thing I remember is the pool ball 
Like, but that didn't not work. It's just Selma Hayek used the sleeping gas pool ball when she shouldn't have. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then I think mm-hmm. the other one was like an explosive one and not sleeping yeah. gas. But again, it yeah. did. Like, everything he made worked. And I didn't mm-hmm. understand, like, did they cut some content where he would, like, try to solve a problem with something and it didn't work? It was. It, that to me was odd. Because then I feel like the. Like, the third act misunderstanding, or, like, the third act, like, oh, we we can't work together anymore, was, like, the whole magnet thing, oh. when he's like, oh, you know. That was funny, though. So can I, yeah. so can I tell you? Yes. I watched this with Ben, um, and nothing pissed. So, like, <laughs> I was pissed about Kenneth Branagh. He just annoyed me through the whole movie, but he always does that. It's a low-level thing. Um, constant animosity. Kenneth Branagh! Ben, though, was infuriated by the magnets. Like, he was like... <laughs> That's <laughs> like, not how they work. Like, like he kept going, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, uh, you know, I have my note here. Ben quibbles with the magnet science. In my notes, like, he was oh, like, yeah. well, you then why are you standing next to each other? You can't stand next to each other. And then, like, when they suddenly, like, something happened and they stuck together, he's like, oh, now the magnets work? Now they're giant magnets? He was... He reversed the polarity. He was... By hitting it with a rock. So mad. (laughs) It's like, that's not how magnets work. Yeah, like, they would either be sticking to each other or repelling each other. Yeah, which would mean that if they have to stay inside that little area where... The collar with the collars on. Yeah, they would have, and the magnets are so powerful, they would have been flung out. <laughs> yes, right. So, so let me let me just break for a minute to to let the audience know. In case you've never seen Wild Wild West, which is completely possible, there's a gimmick <laughs> where they put these collars on people. It kind of looks like the thing that you wrap electrical cord up with. Um, <laughs> Like one of those, except around your neck, like a big old ruff. And it's got magnets around the inside where your neck is. And then there's this big machine that shoots like a spinning disc of death that is, I guess, attracted to the magnets and will then like slice your head off. So our, our, our friends have to figure out a way out of that. And that's kind of what we're talking about is that the, the, the stickiness of these magnets, the magnetizingness of these magnets mm-hmm. fluctuates rapidly. Because, you know, after they are able to get out of them, which we don't get to see, um, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, I have tools. I can get us out of this. And he keeps one. Um, Artemis keeps one to for, I guess, later. And it is attracted so powerfully to some covered up railroad tracks that it drags him across the desert. But I was like, we've already shown that it wanted to stick to a belt buckle. It wanted to stick to... Um, the shoe. So, like, how is it dragging him across the desert to the railroad tracks and not, like, constantly trying to, like, stick to everything metal on his body? This movie asks way too much of us, and then we just proceed to question everything. Like, this is dumb. This is stupid. It, it asks too much and not in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know we have our rule with Westerns of, like, if it doesn't make sense and it's not something that's possible... It's okay as long as it's rad. But none of this was rad. Not enough. Not nearly. It was, no. 
I was thinking about, you know, Silverado, and we were talking about, like, that these cowboys, they only take, like, they only need, like, one shot, and it's amazing, and they hit everything they aim at, and even when they don't aim at it, they hit it, and how cool that was. And, like, this was trying so hard to be cool that it mm-hmm. just, it was like, this make this just makes no sense. It's just so, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote down uh Kenneth Klein does a bad job was yeah was my note on him. If I heard him do a falsetto one more time, I was going to lose it. My god. Oh, that's a new one. Oh lord. The dressing up like the cross dressing. Oh god. It was, oh, it was golly. I mean I, mean, I guess was, it's it's a it's a late 90s common joke i feel like at the time of like dress up the dude to look like a lady there there was a lot of um would, would we would we say homophobic jokes? oh yeah there's a little yeah, yeah. there's a little oh, gay yeah. panic there a little gay panic um yeah that were played as like a joke like you could almost hear the no homo bro like oh yeah 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 like and i feel like that is so of the time of like yeah, yeah. all these kind of yeah very thinly veiled gay jokes yeah and and like yeah kenneth klein uh was like his character was like comfortable dressing up and like okay with it and like you know you could argue oh it's being presented positively but the joke was that he was an ugly man that he was an ugly man in a dress and that was the whole joke you know and like that's it's just like yeah. you look at that and you're like that's not it's not uh, funny it's not good no yeah yeah it's yeah, lousy it, was, it definitely i was like okay this age is this like this definitely feels like a late 90s movie so, because of that so do what is, what was the rating on this movie this was pg-13 okay. which does was... bring me to my second my not second my other numbered Insert number here, fun fact for this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that because this was a box office failure, and it was commonly joked that the only reason this movie made any money was because uh, unaccompanied minors would buy a ticket to Wild Wild West and then go to see the South Park movie and or American Pie. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was one of those unaccompanied minors. The only, did you do that the only well no i didn't do that although no it wouldn't have been that euro trip came out another year yeah, i snuck I out so. of another movie to go see euro trip um anyway uh i bought a ticket to see wild wild west and i checked the dates i was 12 i don't i went with someone i don't remember who i went with um but we saw it in theaters i do not know why my mother let me see this movie like i guess i was expecting um uh whatchamacallit uh men in black because that movie is good oh yeah Yeah. yeah, it's fun Um, i saw that yeah but i'm watching this and i just kept saying why was i allowed to see this I know, because I was like, I remember seeing this in theaters, and I was like, I don't remember some of these scenes. <laughs> like, there, there was so much tits and ass. Oh, yeah. I was about so to say, much. I know why, as a 13, 14 year old, I liked it. Because you got to see, like, all of, you got to see all of Selma Oh, my Hayek. God. 
My God. Here, here's some notes, and I should have timestamped them. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. What do I got here? Uh, boob stuff. More boob stuff. Selma Hayek's legs. More boob stuff. Look. Add a butt. Selma Hayek's legs again. Even more boob stuff. Selma Hayek's ass. Selma Hayek's chest. Selma Hayek's feminine wiles. Selma Hayek's ass again. And again. So And most important of all, Chekhov's foot knife. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I the best quote from Ben from watching this movie because again I just devolved into a giant squid of anger and was flailing um, <laughs> <laughs> going like why Kenneth Branagh <laughs> just screaming into the ether um, Ben Ben goes uh, that movie failed the sexy lamp test it just Holy had smokes. It, he says it just had one lamp that belonged to someone else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yes, let's talk about Selma. Yeah. Holy smokes. Poor Selma Hayek. That's an, that's another thing that would have made this movie better if instead of holy shit. Uh, like, I mean, they gave Lucy Liu more to do in Shanghai Noon. Right? And she was like the, you know, your princess is another in another castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Things that would have improved this movie. One, no Kevin Klein. Two, um, it would have been much cooler and more engaging if Rita was what if Rita was the scientist. Mm-hmm. Rita being Selma Hayek's character. Exactly, yeah. and uh, she has to go and rescue her husband, who was accidentally kidnapped because women aren't they, scientists. Because they think he's the scientist or something, yeah. and she's like, oh no, they're going to kill him because they're going to think he's like not playing nice. Then or, that would have re- given them like a time, and she could be like rushing them, you, you know. You mean that would have given the movie plot? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or another one. Rather than either of those, rather than the movie ending with the creation of the Secret Service, which, may I note, was created by President Lincoln in 1865. A lot of good that did him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too, too soon, Amy. God damn it. How many decades has it been? <laughs> Always too soon. Shit. Uh... If she was, if at the end of the movie it's revealed that she's a Secret Service agent, uh, I thought I really thought that was going to be a reveal, like when she's like met up with them, because like that was kind of a thing in the beginning is that like Will Smith and Kevin Klein didn't know, like mm-hmm. that they were both working for the president at first, so it was like oh U.S. Marshal, like oh I'm a U.S. Marshal, and then like she comes in and she's like freaking Secret Service or like. FBI. There is no FBI yet, but I am the FBI. You know, like <laughs> I thought that was going to be it. They, like the president is just like, well, I I got to send all my my best people, so yeah. you're you're going too. I I remembered her like watching this movie. I was like, oh, and like Selma Hayek, and she's going to have this big part because I sort of, for whatever reason, I remembered her having a lot more screen time and a lot more to do but really she was just there to show her tits and her ass like pretty much very nice but like come yeah, right. on it's freaking selma hayek i know like, like all she gets to do is like bat her eyes at the the men and you know and then at the end she's just like oh i just used you guys because it was my husband who was kidnapped and mm-hmm. i just needed you to get me there and it's like 
she didn't even do anything when they got there. I was like, oh, maybe she's yeah. using them to get there, and then she's going to, like, do cool shit. No. And, nope. th- and this comes back to this movie couldn't commit to what it wanted to be. They could have leaned into the camp, because we know Selma Hayek can do to camp. She's done dogma. They could have leaned into, like, more, like, high-action drama, and like because she's done, f- like, Frida Kahlo. You know, she can do it all. But no, they'd just be like, tits, ass, fuck it, fuck who cares? It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could get literally anybody to do that. Yeah. For probably yeah. a lot less. I hope she got paid a ton of money for this. Honestly. Like, I hope it was just a good paycheck. And, like, isn't her name, like, also pretty big on the, um, like, posters and stuff? Like, she's yeah. not, like, top Thought billing. So. And she's barely mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah. It should it should properly say, like, Selma Hayek, starring Selma Hayek's body. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, even all the other women in this, like, you have the lady in the beginning... Um, who's making out with Will Smith in the water tower, mm-hmm. which, sir, that is the town's drinking water. Get I, That was my first thought. Get your butt out of... Gross. Ew. Yeah, I was like, don't make out in the water tower. I think it's worse than that. I don't think it's the town drinking water. That was to supply water to the steam locomotives. <gasps> There's no way that's clean. How much mercury? <laughs> Ew. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just to put in the boiler. No. There's problems with that. No. Ew. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, gross. But you we want, get her. You want to get heavy metal poisoning? That's how you get heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> um, but there's her who um and then the all the women surrounding um Loveless's character. Um and I I thought it was so gross that he like makes the point that in when he's lost like half of his body that he's also lost his his junk like yes like his i was business. like why do we need to know that it must seem absolutely impossible that a freak like me could fully enjoy the pleasure of a woman but haven't witnessed my use of mechanology thus far wouldn't you think that i could devise something for the lower half of my body that was hard pumping and indefatigably steely uh and then they the- smash cut to like that Thank you. Very, That's what I was going to mention. Phallic looking machine. And I was like, please, God, make it end. Right. Thank you for driving that home. Yeah. Pun not intended. <laughs> like, I, it was just so, like, weirdly, I don't know. I It was everything. It was just weird. And just like, uh, like, again, I felt like it was another, like, emasculation joke that didn't need to be there like he's evil um because he doesn't have a dick like right it's like he's evil because he's evil it doesn't matter that he's an amputee like that's just like that right he was part of his character he was was evil before the accident exactly but then somehow like that that's again like will smith and kevin klein are better than him because they're still, quote-unquote, fully intact. You know? Like, I felt right. like there was that kind of living in there, and I was just, like, I don't They were leaning on those jokes a little much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, every, anytime Will Smith and Kenneth Branagh talked to each other, they would just go back and forth, basically telling, like, um, either short jokes or, like, black jokes. Mm-hmm. Like. He would, like, emphasize, like, you're, you know, it's a dark day in hell or whatever. And then he'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, just back and forth with these these jokes at each other's expenses. And it's just like, all right, we get it. We get it. Um, I There was one, 
and funny might be stretching it. Uh, President Grant had a good line. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is, let me guess. Uh, go. What do you think I'm going to say? You have me at somewhat of a disadvantage. I didn't bring my fly swatter. No, although that one was also good. Um, <laughs> it was when he was in the Oval Office. Not every situation calls for your patented approach of shoot first, shoot later, shoot some more, and then when everybody's dead, try to ask a question or two. That was a good one. I was like, that's yeah. a good line. I like that I one. appreciated that. that I was, was like, good. oh, maybe we're in for something okay. Like, because that was pretty early. I was yeah. like, it's pretty good. No. But no, that was as good as it got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But another thing about Selma Hayek I want to bring up, this stuck out in my brain because it was so unnecessary for the plot for for so they leave selma hayek at a train station yeah and they do the whole like oh wave goodbye like oh in the steam and she looks all like romantic in the steam and then like a scene later she falls from the sky into the train car it is never explained no no one even asks and that would have been a great moment for her to be like, I had to sneak on, I'm with the Secret Service. Move on with the plot! Right? Yeah, or like, I'm a scientist and I invented a catapult to and, throw me right. into the train. Instead, exactly. instead, we get the joke uh, when they see her ass of yes. Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Klein Holy going... Holy shit. It's nice having her on board. She's a breath of fresh ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a breast of fresh air. And at that moment, I, like... <laughs> just was like wh- why? Wh- why why <laughs> but it did give us will smith saying it's time to get some shut ass that's true so we did get it. we did get we that, that <laughs> and it was gratuitous like one flash of seeing her rump would have been fine but they had to show it a second time be like huh, hey. huh? look look what we got did right, you see hey, that <laughs> in case you fell asleep from the first part of this movie, we were trying to wake you up because you get to see Salma Hayek's ass. The, get your money's worth. The sexiest that, of lamps. That was hardly an ass at all because we did not earn it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, again, it's the case where she's so poorly written that you could take her out of the movie completely mm-hmm. because yeah. there was even a point, you know, the low point of the film when... Um, Dr. Doctor Loveless steals their train, they're trapped and all this, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's going to go kill the president, he's going to do this and that. Oh, and they have Rita as well. Like, mm-hmm. they already have, have enough motivation to go fight the bad guy. Like, she does, and it's like, it's not even like, oh, they have Rita, Rita can figure it out. Like, no, she doesn't do anything. No, well, and I also was annoyed when it was, like, one of the reasons why Will Smith's character says that she can't come with them. She's just going to be a distraction, and, you know, because she's going to want to sleep with me. And we just can't have that. I'm working right now. I can't be bothered. And I was like, maybe she won't sleep with you. Because also, at that point in time, they don't know she's trying to find her husband. They just think that she is a young woman who has been, like, kidnapped and put in a right. cage about to be assaulted. Like, that's that's what they know about her, and you're already like, well, she's just going to sleep with me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything about her. It's like, oh, well, we're real full of yourself there. Like, oh. I just... Go ahead, Stu. I just had another. I just had another idea. This is, a, this is a great tangent on what we're talking about in terms of improving Selma Hayek's character, which was abysmally written. Uh, okay. 
So this is essentially a steampunk movie. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any rainy Victorian nights chasing Franken- uh, steampunk Frankenstein. Uh, you know, or neither do we have vampires. However, you could get that British influence of steampunk right there. He's kidnapping all these scientists. He... There's a there's like a, a children's treasury of famous scientists in this t- part of the 19th century. Have her work for British intelligence. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. That would have been amazing. Or, or French intelligence. Take anybody. take your pick. Well, also like, you know, like like Mexico is in there. Like what if it's like a rogue like she's a rogue agent for like the like Mexican government who's trying yeah. to like stop this like other guy that's maybe going to overthrow the government. Like you could so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, instead, and what I love is that Amy, you pointed out the fun fact that they did rewrites to make this funnier. Like that's not they blew what it. it needed. It needed like structure. You have all this talent here. Use, Use it. it. Yeah. And like or replace Kevin Klein with Selma Hayek. Ah, there we go. But. But then, like, Sheehan will, like, sh- why would she not sleep with Will Smith then? Like... That could then be the tension. You know? And she's all like, I don't want to sleep with you, because I'm not, you know, <laughs> not every woman is here for you to sleep with, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But she'll, but, 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 we got to show our ass all the time. Yeah, that would be the problem for the late 90s. They'd mm-hmm. be like, she doesn't have enough, d- the, the lab coat covers up her titties. How are we supposed to know she's Selma Hayek if we can't see her boobs? I don't get it. And I think think we're we're talking a lot about Selma Hayek, but I also want to complain about, like, all the women surrounding Loveless. Yeah. Like, again, they're reduced. They're just a bunch of sexy lamps. Like, Yeah. I have them. I was like, why is he surrounded by a bunch of German pirate scientist ladies? Like, who are they? Where did they come from? They're amazing. Like, and then the weirdly, like, I'm like, is it racist? If I have to ask, does that mean the answer is yes? Of like the one Asian lady being Miss East. I was Holy like, shit. I, uh, I understand you know, the, the joke that they were doing where it's like East meets West when Will Smith and her character m- meet. But I'm also like, does does Loveless even know their real names or is it like a flavor of love situation where he's like, I'm not going to remember your real name. I'm just going to give you a nickname. Anybody, anybody yeah. watch the show? No, I did. VH1. I did. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Amy. I used to watch it a lot. I'm... <laughs> <sighs> but you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. German lady, I'm not going to remember your name. You read lips. You're Ms. Lippin reader. That's your name yeah. now. Like the, you, you shoot the guns. You're Munisha. Yeah. You punch people, you're Amazonia. Oh, you're Asian? <laughs> East. Miss East. I feel like the, the Asian lady, she was in there solely so they could do that East Meets West joke. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. Because she's in the movie for like three minutes. Yeah. And then she's dead. Yep. You know, the same the same kind of vision and team that went into making The Quick and the Dead should have made this movie. Ooh. Yeah. And like I said, Selma Hayek either works for like, like like Mexican intelligence, because what you can say is just like, oh, Loveless is inviting all these imperial powers. We just kicked the French out. This is the last thing we need north of the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the French right next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more kings of Mexico. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? 
Mexico, was it an emperor of Mexico? It was the emperor of Mexico. <laughs> That's somehow more ridiculous than king of Mexico. You should have seen this man's facial hair. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> um, Hold up. I got, I got to find a picture of Emperor Maximilian. Oh gosh. Time for Beard Watch. Beard Watch. Whoa. We're going to see Emperor Maximilian. What did we think of Grant's beard? Fake. What did we think well, of... Oh, go ahead. Didn't Kevin Klein Kevin, play the president? He, he played, played the all president the... multiple times. Yes. He also was the mountain man at the costume party. Yes. Um, but I think like he literally played both characters, even the real president. Really? He's the same actor. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, God. Maximilian. He, he, that... That that's, is a lot of suave shampoo in there. That's a, that is, he has a middle part on his head and a middle part in his beard. He has parted his face do straight you, down the middle. Do you think he used to use a ruler to make sure they were level? Damn no, straight. but I bet he had somebody who did. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're the emperor of anywhere, you better have someone who, who arranges your, your beard and your hair part. His imperial majesty's beard. <laughs> yeah. Beard parter. <laughs> Covered beard position. His the imperial his imperial his imperial majesty's beard wrangler. <laughs> you know that's been somebody's job in all oh of history. God. There's been beard wranglers. Oh yeah. My gosh, that's uh, good stuff. Oh man, but yeah, there's a uh, boy. Oh, also speaking of weird jokes in this movie. Why was there a Victor Victrola joke? His master's right. voice? Right. Why was Nipper there? Who is going to get that? Like, yeah, in 1999, who's going to get that? Like, Yeah, I was like, I got it, but like, I'm not a normal person. Yeah, I know right. what that is. <laughs> You're on the internet. Like, no, I know what that is only because the, the train that I take to work goes by the old RCA building that has oh, right. the windows with the dog on it. Like... And it's, like, such a throwaway. Like, that is... I mean, there was... that. I would put that in the realm of Bugs Bunny bullshit. Uh, like, that's a Looney Tunes joke. And and there was a lot of Bugs Bunny bullshit, and maybe that's where all the cross-dressing came from. Like, all when Bugs Bunny would, like, try to seduce Elmer Fudd, I guess, for some reason. I don't know. Um, I... Yeah, I guess... Do you know what else I didn't like about this? movie that I sort of felt another sort of problematic layer on the problematic cake was like why did I feel bad for confederate soldiers yeah that was odd that was an odd choice so yeah there was that scene where they're testing out the new tank Mm -hmm. and they have um what is it general bloodbath McGrath Mm -hmm. Chicago Mm -hmm. Illinois six For all those uh, 80s kids out there who remember Scruff McGruff. Anyway, so he tells uh, General McGrath to get his men to a certain location, and it's going to be like, you know, they're going to win back America for the Confederacy. And they take the tank there and massacre all of these, you know, former Confederate soldiers for, like, seemingly no reason. I mean... The, the reasoning is that Dr. Loveless is like, well, you betrayed me when you signed the unconditional surrender to General Grant. So, like, I'm not betraying anyone. You betrayed me. And I'm like, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, it was dumb. And I'm like, and I was confused because I was like, why are there a bunch of Union soldiers here? 
<laughs> like, nope. I don't know, it was dark, I couldn't tell. And then, like, I was like, oh shit, no, that's that guy's, those are his men. I was so confused. And, and it was like, you felt, like, it, you felt bad and terrible. Yeah. And I was like, but these, but these are the bad guys. Like, yeah, and let me, and let me put another wrinkle on that as well. Is, you know, the surrender at Appomattox, a lot of those soldiers just wanted to go the fuck home. These are going. These ones that are coming back to take up arms again. These are your true believers. These are the ones that like, yeah, let's bring back slavery. This is a great idea. Yeah, and it's like there it's were some. Con- yeah, yeah, I mean, like there were some Confederate officers that went and been like, you know, what? well, I'm going to join the Republican Party. Fuck this. Going <laughs> to be the Dixiecrats. Um, uh, but. It's one of those things where it's like, if those are the true believers, why are you using them as cannon fodder? When they they make they they there's a throwback that they had used a similar device in just like a, a town in Illinois and killed everybody there. And it's like so clearly they don't have any qualms with well like murdering innocents and like a like a town that's like it was like Libertyville or Liberty Town. Yeah, or something. it was like freed slaves. I think mm-hmm. was the like so it was like specifically like African Americans like that they yeah. murdered. So it's like there's there's sort of the way it gets presented is like the killing of these men is like juxtaposed because you first time you learn about this like destruction of this town of Liberty and all these people and you like later find out that. Will Smith's character, his family was killed there, um, is juxtaposed with, like, over the dead bodies of these Confederate soldiers and is oddly tonally given the same weight. Yeah, because, like, Will Smith's yeah. there leaning up against a cart, like, acting like he's super upset by what he's seeing, when really he should just be confused. Like, Yeah. Hmm. Like, and I get that it's, like, what they're... I think what they were trying to do was like he's rem- like this is his deep dark he's secret so you know yeah. this is the reason why he is the way he is mm. um and seeing this again is bringing back that that those flashbacks but all it does is like yeah like yeah. give the same weight and to a death to the death of a bunch of like true reliever confederates and on a technical level i have some quibbles and some major criticisms of that fucking tank. Do tell. I don't know anything about tanks, so that was 100% believable to me. I was like, yep, there it's, uh, it's a tank. That's, That's what tanks do. Yeah. Here, Here's the central problem. That thing, first off, that thing was as big as a railroad car. Do you know how big railroad cars are? They're huge. Pretty big. I've been and on a train before. Exactly. They're they're not small. Even like boxcars on like a freight train. So this thing is very heavy. It's going to be made out of cast iron big hunks of it so this thing is wildly heavy and you're going to tell me that this thing is easily going to cruise up out of a body of water presumably a river up a muddy river bank and then and then not get stuck apparently yeah. i see no uh, problems they probably use magnets <laughs> magnets how do they work <laughs> <laughs> And this I, incred- hear, I can like feel Ben from the other room. Magnets. Magnets. <laughs> well, now you're gonna hear me be like ironclads. Never mind that this thing looked terrible in the nightlight. Like when I was thirteen, fourteen, I thought that was cool as shit. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that's bogus. 
Also, also, especially knowing what I know about like early like tanks, like in World War One, like they they took a lot of testing to like get the weight ratio right because they you know what they also tend to do get stuck in the fucking mud. <laughs> um. Also, isn't like am I misremembering the tank doesn't really come back? Does no, it? because it doesn't. They move because... right to giant spider. Well, that's another thing. Will Smith stuffs a a a, a man down the um uh, down the smokestack causing the boiler to explode. Everybody in that tank should have been dead. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like the whole thing of, like, oh, they're building this, like, we have all these scientists, and, like, what's being implied is, like, all these scientists and mechanical engineers and yada, 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 super, super smart, and it's being implied that they built this tank. Yes. Um, but is it... But is that the super weapon, or is the spider the super weapon, or is the magical magnets that don't work like magnets? Like, to me, that's the super weapon. Yeah. Magic. They've invented magic. Everybody's (laughs) glossing over it. It's crazy. And a tank. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, uh, Dr. Loveless is, is ahead of the curve, because why is he calling it a tank? The only reason the British called them tanks is to fool German spies. Like, oh, these are just fuel tanks for sending them to Russia. It's an armored car. Yeah. Yeah. With a big shooty shooty. Yes. What did they call those uh, armored boat things? Ironclads. Yeah, like he should have called it that. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they already had those. Like Like, an ironclad carriage or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we also talk about, um, speaking of magical things, Will Smith's (laughs) magical horse... Right. Like, <laughs> I wondered about that. Like, so, first of all, okay, we've been shitting on this movie a lot. But it's Wild Wild West. There were a couple things. I mean, it is uh, Kenneth Branagh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still think he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> um, I loved the train. Yes, the train. I, want it. I I thought the train was cool. I was like, this is neat. This is really cool. I love this. Um, like they could have done so like I loved all the little gadgets on the train and all that kind of stuff um, but uh, like the when Will Smith first goes to get on the train and he's riding his horse um, and they're doing that whole badass cowboy thing you know riding mm-hmm. the black horse dressed in all black with the black hat um, and he just hops on the train and like what happened to the horse the horse didn't get on the train Right, okay. I was wondering that too. And then, I... clearly, when he needs a horse later on in the movie, like when they're like a million miles away out west, you know, uh, nowhere near DC, where they left the horse, there's the horse. He's got him, ready to ride, still tacked up, still ready to go. So has it just been running along the back? Well, I am. That is, that is an impressive horse. IMDb as a possible explanation oh. because this that was actually listed in the uh, section called incorrectly regarded as goofs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it says James West left his black horse behind when he first boarded the moving train and has it later. While normally a train would have to stop to board a horse, it's quite possible the train has, as it does in the series, a corral designed to board horses while the train is in motion. Again, we never see it, so I feel yeah. like that is 
quite a stretch for someone to file that is incorrectly regarded as goofs. I would put that as a goof and then say, well, in the show they had a thing to put horses on, so What this sounds maybe. like, where are Wild Wild West TV show fans, why are they not up in arms? Right. <laughs> well, apparently, like, the star of the, the show, they wanted him to make a cameo, and he refused because he hated the script. And Wild Wild West swept the Razzies. <laughs> and he, the, the the star of the show, accepted the Razzies on behalf of Wild Wild West. Badass because move. Of, which I was like, that's good. Nicely done. Nicely done, my man. So, well, I have some other yeah. uh, other historical goofs in addition to the Ooh. entire movie. So yeah. For, first off, there's the thing about tanks. Then there's the thing about, like, also... We're ha- the facilities to build that. Uh, the other one is uh, the Capitol Dome was completed in 1863. Also, the uh, the humor around them getting ready to lynch Will Smith really s- stuck in my craw. Uh, I did not care for that. Again, just uh, keep adding to that like problematic pile <laughs> there. Yikes. Like, yeah. again, framing this movie, like, so I know that we're like, oh, like, 13-year-old boys would love this movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably who it's for. But yep. what I find really upsetting about that is, like, if you want to look up the definition of, like, toxic masculinity or, like, racism made, like, normalizing racism, both of those concepts this movie is doing that and is yes. sort of acting like it's not. Yeah. It's, it's trying to, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, honestly, you set a movie far enough back in time, you're going to encounter some societal problems Yeah, that were very common. And, yeah. you know, and that doesn't mean that if you don't want to tackle those issues, don't set it in that time period, but don't address those issues. Then don't bring mm-hmm. it up. Like, this is clearly like a fantasy. Like there are not, you cannot make a giant spider like that. You can just not talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know, don't talk about the civil. Like don't don't have any of that. Like you could have. Or oh, yeah. go ahead, Stu. I was gonna say, or do like a Shanghai Joe, and just be like, you have the clearly racist say something racist, and then you know Will Smith just punches his lights beat out. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. Just beat the fucking shit out of him. Instead, he like weirdly plays into it. And that like, was odd. Kenneth Klein also like thinks that that's an appropriate thing to do. To like that was really dark. That I know the the senior to the party. Yeah. When um, so Will Smith mistakes a lady at the party, uh, for for uh, Kenneth Klein. Uh, Kenneth, uh, yeah, Klein. Kevin Klein. And um, Kevin ends Klein? up like Kevin. Kevin. Oh, I've been Kevin? calling him Kenneth. Kevin. Whoops. Brano! <laughs> Kenneth Brano! <laughs> <laughs> but he mistakes this lady for, for Kevin Klein and ends up, like, you know, playing the bongos on her boobs because, of course, so she gets offended and slaps him in the face. And then Kevin Klein, you know, because then everyone's all upset, like, oh, look at this guy, like, you know, molesting this woman. So he's like, hang him and throws a rope to the crowd which i was like okay that got dark so then will smith has to talk his way off the gallows 
which was just a very uncomfortable scene. Like, very. It wasn't funny. Like, like he's. I feel like we've seen in westerns. I think it was in Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I think in Shanghai Noon as well, where there's like jokes with people, like on the gallows, where they're they're making some jokes. It can work. It did not work here because it was just context was terrible. Well, and he's yeah. like trying to appease them because they're rednecks like that yeah. those were what the joke it was just weird and uncomfortable and i'm like i can't believe like will smith is not a small movie star at this point in time no like i am shocked that he was like yeah okay let's do this mm-hmm. okay like that he didn't have like a you know like hey guys maybe something different maybe maybe like, we don't do a lynching joke yeah, like, because that is just so dark. Like, you know, it's it's just because it's uh, it's a hard thing to make. Too soon, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Almost, pretty much. Yeah, and, and like legitimately too soon. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that was 20, 23 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was even 23 years yep. too sooner. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a mess. It's just a mess. I, I will, uh, for my costume corner. Um, Ooh, yay. I would like to, to say, um, so I thought for the most part the costumes were fine. Uh, we've already talked about the cross-dressing. Um, I will say on a level I found the boob joke where they were talking about the fake boobs fake. and the feel of them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, yeah, if it was handled was okay. differently and, like, other things had been different, I would have been like, okay, yeah, all right. Um, I could have done without the homophobic stuff. We've already talked about that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. This movie, though, was totally playing into late 90s girl, early 2000s girl, uh, corset no chemise. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like yeah. get a fashion corset, put it on, put your hair up in a bun with two hair sticks, all the yes. glitter, um, like you can go oh on like God, corsets. I about you the could go glitter. on like corsets.com and you could get this thing and like that was what you wore to the school dance kind of situation, you know. Um, like <laughs> all of the women, like it was corsets and bloomers, corsets and bloomers. They looked great, but I was like, this is like like, did they go to Claire's? Did they go to Mandy? <laughs> did they did they go to like Limited Two and find all of these? Because I was like, this is this is straight up like teenage girl, you know, like if you had a fantasy, like if you did if you drew if you like did one of those cringe like um like I'm gonna write a fantasy story. You know, oh, my yeah. female character, she's going to be wearing a corset that's made out yes. of brocade and, you know, or like Renfair, right. Renfair fashion. Yeah. Like, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yes. cheap Renfair fashion, shall we say? Yes. And like, I want to, this sounds like I'm hating on it. I'm not hating on it. Did I, <laughs> did I have a corset like that when I was that age? Did I probably watch this movie and go, I love that. I would love to do that. Did I own hair sticks and body glitter? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> Look, it was the 90s. I just, it can't be helped. It was, it, was, it was a lot. I was watching this and I was like, oh, nostalgia. I, I remember 
being like this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, did, did you catch the teeny tiny sunglasses? Uh, the teeny tiny sunglasses. Speaking yes. of things we did in the 90s, mm-hmm. who watched this movie and like, I need a pair of glasses like that? Oh, yeah. This guy. The, glasses got super small back then. This movie was full of, like, it was, there was some Western stuff in it, you know, period, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, the joy of it was like, this is like Western, Old West 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Teenager fashion. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was I, I, uh, speaking of jokes we enjoyed, one of the ones I really enjoyed is there, they've got, is that's a man's head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I like that a lot. That's a man's head. They should have leaned into that energy. They would have had a better movie. That's a man's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like it didn't matter what Kevin Klein said. It was just like, mm, but you know, that's a man's head. Yeah. <laughs> and and what we are referring to, of course, is uh, Kevin Klein and Will Smith find one of the scientists' severed heads because one of the collars and the spinny death wheel things. Um, cut off the man's head and plot device that yes. is actually disproven science shocker um yes. they use him to find out stuff um they use the right. head to solve to solve part of the get clues but yeah mm-hmm. will smith is just very off put <laughs> which to be fair i would be off put as well mm-hmm. i'm surprised it was preserved so well yeah they did a good job mm-hmm. oh boy but well, yeah, it's, uh, this, show, this, 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 this thing that we segments, watched. Yes. Uh, shall we start off with um, the most disgusting whorehouse oh. for our saloon search? Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. So many, so many shirtless men. Oh my God, just it's, it's really unnecessary. How much hepatitis was in there? I, have, <laughs> I think I. I have one word to dis- describe the fat can-can, and that is stank. Yes. You know there's just a, just a, just stank. You know, you you know what I'm talking about. It's just like, oh, oh, God. There's not enough whiskey in here to make this palatable. I, yeah. I almost turned the movie off when the Confederate General, the Bloodbath McGrath guy, <laughs> yes. took his, he has an ear horn that's like surgically attached to the side of his head because he's missing an ear. Took the ear horn, turned it, and goo came out of it. Yeah, that was unnecessary. I, like, I'm even like gagging now. It was. I was. I was eating when I saw that. <laughs> oh no! I'm like, they need a warning. Yes. Yeah, that was unnecessary. <laughs> it was uncalled for. It was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that was our only true saloon. There were aspects of it that were neat. It kind of had that that rough and tumble look to it, but. It, just the way it was presented and dressed, it was disgusting. And like, no, I'm gonna step in there, order a beer, and be like, "What? Oh, my feet are sticking to the floor. I gotta get out of here." It's like, I think I have MRSA now. Tetanus, mm-hmm. <laughs> MRSA, smallpox, yeah. um, polio, all of it. Just you have all yeah. of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think like it wasn't a saloon, but the club car of the train. Yes. I would I would sit down and have a drink in there. 
That's oh, what I was going to say. That train was amazing. Just like, just, you know, wood, polished wood, mm-hmm. mirrors, guns, nice, a pool table. A pool table, a nice comfy chair. Mm-hmm. Looked like a, a Vic- fun place to hang. Do you have a Victrola in there about, you know, five years early? <laughs> I think so. Well, again, Master's Voice. Nipper was in the movie. Why wouldn't they have a Victrola? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie brought to you by a corporation that was non-existent in 1999, I guess? Question mark? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like, the, the, I feel like it's definitely... And maybe that was part of the humor that they tried to inject. It definitely felt like the kind of movie where it's like, we're just going to throw shit at the wall and hopefully they laugh at half of it. Yeah. Uh, there's another historical qu- quibble for you. The phonograph was not invented until 1877. Well, maybe he invented it himself because he is an inventor. No. He invented a plane. Like, well before the Wright Brothers. Yeah. He, <laughs> he built Da Vinci's plane and made it work within 20 minutes. Oh, man. Speaking of trains, though, I... <laughs> I made myself laugh because when, like, you know, like, uh, Grant says his, like, fly swatter thing, and then, and then, uh, Brana blows up the two, two trains, I I felt like saying, fuck your train. (laughs) I have a comment on the trains. So, like, and this is such a nitpick. I actually had a little section called nitpicks. Um, I got really annoyed. They'd get on the train, and the conductor guy'd be like, all right, where to? And I'd be like, you're on the train tracks. I feel like your <laughs> options are somewhat limited. And right. it seemed like that train could just... They're like, okay, we gotta we gotta get to New Orleans. Oh, we gotta get to Utah. Oh, now we gotta go to D.C. I'm like, what the fuck kind of train is this? What you don't see, Amy, is the train crew that's about 10 miles ahead that he radios to that's laying track <laughs> as they're traveling. Beating Marconi by 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Nope. Mm-hmm. All right. Quibble with the quibble with the train yeah. is now uh, is now resolved. Yeah. Amy, that there's really also bothered me. there's also these things called turntables and switches. I know, but it just seemed like so odd to me. Like, and then they like caught up with the bad guys somehow. I'm like, that was uh, another thing. It's like, go, where to? Utah. That, that really narrows it down there, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Utah's Jim? pretty big. It I is. mean. I mean, I guess when you were, if you're in, like, Louisiana, I'd be like, well, head towards Utah. Like, okay, that's a pretty, we can go that way. But when we get closer, you're going to have to let me know exactly where. Oh, Oh, other quibble. Okay. (laughs) A nitpick, if you will. Uh, We we saw uh, Kevin Klein knitting some chain (gasps) Yes! Oh! Here Which we go. Here we was, go. <laughs> like, if anything, you would crochet that shit. Yes. But, <laughs> knitting. And it was just like, because at first I was like, oh, is he just like knitting something like as a funny quirk? Like, I thought it was just like a scarf or something. And he was and just. That would have been. That uh, been he didn't better. have anybody show him how to properly hold knitting needles it's, to make it look like you're doing anything. It's only manly if it's chain mail. I mean, I guess you can, you know, if he's do gonna, whatever you if want. He's gonna be, if he's going to be knitting, it's going to have to be the hardest, most impossible knitting ever. Cause yeah, but men... it's like, 
And I'm like, men. If anything, you would use pliers, cause chainmail is little interlocking rings. Knitting or crochet is taking. He'd have to be using wire, one long thing of wire to turn it into a mesh. And it's like he was using two knitting needles to like squeeze these links together. I was like, you're using the wrong tools for this. Now my other question is, and I don't know the answer to this, but I suspect the answer to this. How would that stop a bullet? It wouldn't. <laughs> right? I was like, that's not how chainmail works. Like, no. I think it doesn't even stop, like, freaking um, crossbow bolts. Well, I think it's good for, right like, slashing. Yes. Like, like, if you're in close combat and you're, like, with, like, slashing weapons, like, so I don't know, swords. Swords, daggers. You know, yeah. things like that. Um, Not firearms, right? Like that's why they stopped. That's why they stopped using it because they're like, "Oh, guns exist now." (laughs) I don't want to wear this big, heavy shit that doesn't even stop bullets. Like, why bother? Right, especially nineteenth-century firearms. Yeah, I. Yeah. And the well, tiny gun, when Will Smith had the tiny gun, the bullet was bigger than the opening of the gun, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I was like, that does not go with that. And also, one bullet? Okay. <laughs> and he didn't even use it! No! He didn't use it! No. Chekhov's belt gun doesn't get used. Mm-mm. You can't show me a belt gun in the beginning of the movie. They forgot he had it. I'm sure that's what happened. And also, <laughs> so oh, she's getting heated. She's getting heated. Time <laughs> he makes a whole point where he's like, "Shooting is so gauche. I don't carry a gun because shooting things is shitty." And yet, <laughs> somehow, he has a gun on him at the end of the movie. Cause Why does he? Because him? because Will Smith learned how to plan. Uh, Kevin Klein learned how to shoot people. For no reason. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask like, a question first. He just shot. Right. It's like, if you... To me, it's like, that's not how you do it, because it was on his little arm springy thing. Like, if you're going to have him, like, make that decision, have, like, a gun, like, f- go across in front of him and then use that, not have, mm-hmm. like, planned to have a gun. I'm like, that's... Uh, point! <laughs> and, you know, and this all comes back to... The movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Mm-mm. It could have leaned into the camp, and we would have been able to forgive a lot of this. Yep. But because they went too realistic, we're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I watched a movie with you guys, Support Your Local <laughs> Sheriff, where a major plot, like, two major plot points. One, oh, yeah. he diffuses a situation by s- James Garner sticks his finger in the end of a gun. Oh, yeah. And it's that's great. fine. Okay. The second major plot point is that the jail has no bars. And we're all fine with it. We're like, yeah, okay. Yes. Like, sure. That Because they leaned into the camp. But this this was like it, it I think it wanted to be Men in Black, which I think again, it's been a while since I've seen it, but like I think it toes that line between Buddy Cop and like there's some camp, but there's there's also like the stakes it's scary and there's the sinisterness to it you Mm. know um and i i think what it what it sort of was is like will smith's character will smith plays goofy he can do goofy very well he's good at comedy 
um, but goofy with that layer of seriousness under it. And this was sort of like Will Smith playing very serious with the goofiness underlying, and the balance didn't work because Kevin Klein, well, he wasn't Jay in Men in Black. He yeah, he wasn't yeah. a good straight man. Like Will Smith no. was not almost having J- to be the straight man, but isn't a good straight man. No, right, right. It's like let let, and that was even a thing <laughs> from the movie. There was a quote. It's like let us do what we're good at. Right. Was that was that Will Smith pleading to the director? Like, <laughs> let me do what I'm good at. Like, what? And they just left it in. They're like, okay, that's a good line. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh in the background being like, whoa! Exactly. <laughs> ruining this movie! <laughs> Kenneth Branagh! Uh, which, speaking of Branagh, that brings us to the face. He happens to be a sweet-looking dude. Oh and I chose, I chose Kenneth Branagh because, he, he, like I said, he knew what movie he was in. <laughs> no one else did. Uh, I really... No face stood out to me. I know. Like, I, at I mean, all. I will admit that Branagh's a stretch. But, I, I mean, I, I would, I'm okay with you giving it to him because of his ridiculous facial hair. I will right. never be okay with you giving it to Kenneth Branagh. How about uh, how how about a, how about a, how about a coot? After all, he's not a bad old coot. Do we got a coot? I got two coots. Uh, two okay. coots. Oh, for the price no, of no, one. I have three coots. Oh. I only had one. I'm counting the disgusting Confederate General McGrath as a coot. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, he's got the he's got the little the ear thing. He's he filthy. Filthy. He looked like he had crawled out of a grave and was just like <laughs> forgot he was dead. Which is pretty cute behavior. Yeah. And like just kept living. Um, uh, you know, evil coot. It's a evil villain coot. Oh yeah. Pre- pretty rare, but you know, mark that off in your your coot notebooks, your coot watch mm-hmm. notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the train conductor coot. He was mm-hmm. my coot. He was definitely a yeah. coot. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from him um, is, you know, he, he whips up some bombs for, for the boys to drop on the giant spider, and he's kind of saying, like, yep, I'm also, a, I'm also a marshal, and I was here to look after you, too, but I draw the line at defying gravity. Like, it's like, everything else up in this movie was fine, but them using a flying machine is just to- is over the line for you. I was like, you are a coot. Another and he was, like, looking at a corset magazine at one point. Which yeah. another, another wasted character. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, because I think he's supposed to be kind of like their little mascot, almost. Mm-hmm. And all he gets to say is, like, where are we headed? Yeah. And then, like, oh, I knew it, which I wasn't sure what he, I was like, is that like a homophobic thing? Yes. When they were, like, talking yeah. about touching each other's boobs. Yep. Yeah. like, what? What did you know? How did you know it? Yeah. What did you know and when did you know it? Senator. Um <laughs> <laughs> what did the president know and when did he know it that's what i want to know um, that's what we all want to know president grant <laughs> president grant we need answers and then my third coot was very briefly it was in the fight scene in the innards of the mechanical spider when will smith was fighting off all of the like goons mm-hmm. um one of the the goons i'm calling him a coot because he ran up to Will Smith with a, like a little coal shovel and was just hooting. 
the call of the excitedly. <laughs> yes, which I'm like, that was a coot hoot right there. Like, so and you know what? He is all the those, hooting coot. Those goons in the belly of the spider, they all had a thing. Like one guy had swords for hands. One guy had like a had a railroad spike through his skull, and one was a Frankenstein. And then the one you just you just mentioned, I just wrote, man, that guy's coked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he's the the spider innards hooting coot. So very rare, very rare. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one good reason to watch this movie to spot the very rare innard spider hooting coot. High on coke, mm-hmm. yeah. As is as is his want. Yeah, that's the common behavior of this type of coot. So <laughs> excellent <laughs> to be expected. And uh, finally, uh, postcard moment. <laughs> ooh ooh ooh! Yes. When the screen the back- went black because the, <laughs> the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I think they wanted the. You are not wrong, Amy. You are correct. Um, I think they, I think this the the people who made this movie wanted it to be when they rode the spider off into the sunset, but it was just so overwrought and just yeah. like it's like this isn't pretty. Like I don't know. All I could think of was like Silverado again because we just watched that. Um, mm-hmm. And like all it is in the opening freaking scene, they're just letting the scenery do its work. This had like no love of the scenery. It's like, are we in the deep south? Are we out west? Where are we? Yeah. Um, I had no sense of place, and like I don't know, they just didn't love the scenery. I wasn't blown away by any of it, which is like, I don't know. You guys are the experts. I feel like that's hard to do, even in a terrible western. Yeah. That's usually like, if you have a shitty western, they can, it can at least pad it with some beautiful shots of some vistas. I'm like, to mess up on the vistas is, yeah, you know, when it's like, you had enough money to CGI a giant spider. You couldn't get somebody out in freaking Yosemite or, you mm-hmm. know, any desert, any national park. Apparently not. Come on. And you can also tell this is where early CGI, they're starting to get obsessed with it. Because I think what would have been better is if he had a bigger tank. But instead they went with the ridiculous mechanical spider. Because that's CGI, and CGI is hot right now! Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is also the same summer that, uh, um, was it, uh, this Phantom Menace came out. <gasps> Which, okay. I know we're now talking Star Wars. But I have recently rewatched the prequels. Okay. And I will say Phantom Menace holds up better than you think it does. Hmm. Um, way better than Attack of the Clones, which is just creepy. Like like the 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 Padme Anakin relationship is straight up he's stalking her and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we watched the prequels somewhat you know, we watch all the Star Wars movies pretty frequently in our household, um, and we do what we call the Andy cut of certain movies. And for Attack of the Clones, we basically just skip those scenes, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like definitely, you could tell that there was like shiny new toy CGI. Mm-hmm. Although I don't. It wasn't think terrible. It wasn't like, terrible. No. Like it wasn't as but, bad as that can get. 
No, but like I said, like they were leaning on that because the spider, in retrospect, is kind of dumb. It's because it wasn't fast. It's not fast. Mm. You 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 arrange a a, a a battalion of artillery. They're gonna knock you out of the off off the range. Oh yeah. You know, you're done. Like, yeah. Yeah. You get one good cannon blast to one of those legs. Like you can mm-hmm. hear the 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 cables rattling through the the foley artist must have had a ball <laughs> oh yeah yeah they did a great job of all the whirring and clicking and but you, steam you, sounds. you snap one of those cables and that thing is donezo yeah. oh yeah yeah it wouldn't be hard mm-hmm. like that said uh my postcard there was a brief shot of monument valley that was kind of cool but it's 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 like that is a cheap cheap western move it's just like here's a picture of monument valley right it's like the classic beautiful thing it's like you know you can't have like it's like come on you want it to be cool just have a shot of them riding horses looking kind of small on on the big landscape you know you know the the train show the train in a beautiful valley Mm mm-hmm the, the real the real postcard for this movie was one of those like cheap like off color postcards from the 90s and 80s where it features a woman's posterior so the the, the postcard is Selma Hayek's butt and yeah. you know, in the little butt flap mm-hmm. that's gonna the, be my the, postcard moment that you, that you picked up at Las Vegas to send to I don't know your college roommate like, but butts to you visit butts Las to you, Vegas yeah <laughs> Yep. Or whatever the shit. Uh, um, yeah. So how do you, where do we want to place this? Negative four. Okay, so this is going to be reaching back for, for, this is one of the early movies that Stu and I watched. Is this movie better than Badland? Because Badland hurt us. Yeah. Yes, Badland hurt. This, this movie hurt me. Like, I knew... I knew I didn't like it. And I'd only seen it once when I was 12. Over 20 years ago. Okay? <laughs> that was over yeah. 20 years ago. And Ugh. I remember... I know. I know. Um, and I remember not liking it. Um, and being like, I don't want to watch that again. Um, and watching it this time, I was like... Why? Why is this? Why? I hate yeah. this. I do not like it. Um, Brana! <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, and I think, and I think for me to say that Kenneth Brana wasn't the worst part of this movie um, hurts it me. It takes a lot. It hurts yeah. me. I'm like, how, how dare you? <laughs> This movie has now wronged you in a new, new and exciting way. How dare I mean, al- you? Unless you two disagree, I don't think it's enough to call in the hanging judge, uh, Roy Bean, to put the movie out of its misery. I, I think, <laughs> I, I think it needs to be put to pasture. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I think it is deserving of all of the bad press and the panning that it got when it came out. Like. Because sometimes you hear about movies that get terrible ratings and you watch it later and you're like, it's pretty good. It's, this yeah, it's all right. utterly deserving of the criticism it has received. Yeah. I, so, I, And I think the only reason it even still gets watched now is because it's a Will Smith movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the worst thing I can say about this movie is it's a huge disappointment. It is. Yes. This could have been a lot of fun. Yeah, had big names. And it's a disappointment in a different way than, like, Silverado was. Like, Silverado had all the The parts were good. Parts were really good. And I Mm -hmm. enjoyed them. This, I, I, I struggled to enjoy it. To turn right, my like, brain off and just like popcorn movie it. You right, couldn't. like Sil- if I if Silverado comes on TV and it's like the last quarter of the movie with that badass fire shootout, exactly. I'll stop what I'm doing and watch mm-hmm. that. This, if I see Wild Wild West on, I'll be like, oh, I'm changing the channel. Yeah, yeah. There's something better on. Yeah, like uh, so. This one, I would probably give it a, a one. <laughs> Maybe a two. I'd have to go back and see what I rated Badland. I hope I gave it a zero. I almost think we need to we need to get Mel and Pat to watch Badland so that they have the benchmark for terrible awful. movie. And I'll need to know um, the exact time in the movie that you threw something okay. because it made you so upset. <laughs> that, so. Maybe have a maybe we'll do a Badlands revisited. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll, so. I'll give you a hint. You know the swelling violins and string section the, in a Ken Burns documentary. This is the unearned violins, isn't it? It this is. is the <laughs> I remember that episode. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to have to watch it again, Stu. Oh, I refuse. No, Point we, we blank, I refuse. We, they need to have this frame of reference. All right, all right. Yeah, Mel, Mel, you need to watch Badland, and you need to watch Sabata. I do need to watch Sabata. I do. Um, and and I, I gotta say, I know Pat hates Sabata, but I like Sabata. I do too. It's absurd. Well, I think Sabata is again like absurd, but knows what it is. Right. It's camp. It mm-hmm. knows, it exactly knows exactly what it's what doing. It mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't uh, try to do anything dumb. But yeah, so this movie one negative. Well, I'll give it four. <laughs> I give it a one out of six, and uh, I'm gonna say. This, and on that disappointment, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening. And don't watch Wild Wild West; it's not what you remember. Well, you probably didn't like it when you watched it back then, anyway. So or, or it's no exactly, need to revisit. Yeah, or it's exactly what yeah. you remember. <laughs> or you were a thirteen, fourteen-year-old boy, and you're watching it again. And you're going, oh, okay, like I did. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you tune again next time. And uh, I am, as always, the deputy, Stu Kaufman. And I am a giant mechanical spider that is on fire, Amy McLeod. Kenneth Branagh! My name is Melissa Huggins. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Uh, Watch yourselves out there in the trail. Yeah! make that small sh- sh- and put it over here so I can look at it with my, my eyes. <laughs>